Welcome to For the Life of Me podcast, where I share musings and perspectives on how we really, truly live a life divine. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Julie Pyatt, your host. Hey, beautiful people, beautiful, lovely, empathic, resilient, creative, resourceful humans. It's an honor and a pleasure to connect across the airwaves in this beloved medium, the pod, the podcast. It is post-election in the United States, and many of us are uh, feeling many, many different emotions, (laughs) relief and taking a breath, a lot of uncertainty, possibly disappointment. We're in Again, a very uncertain time. We're seeing that even results of election are not certain. You know, nothing is final. (laughs) It seems to be, again, just a landscape of uncertainty and of a really transformational field of possibilities, of opportunities, of challenges. And so today I really wanted to talk about the subject of adaptability and Um, diving into what now, you know, what now, and how we can sometimes get locked or trapped in attaching to a future outcome or a past history, memory, scenario. And when we do that, when we're stuck in the past or the future, we miss living in the present. But before I go into that subject, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about my beloved plant-based artisanal knot cheese collection called Shrimu. It's been an exciting week for me. We actually released Shrimu into Erwan Markets. Erwan Market is uh, one of the most extraordinary food markets in the world. Um, So to be invited in and to have Shrimu on the shelf there has been a dream of mine and something that I really, really value. I feel very, very blessed and honored um, to be in that store. And uh, we have single wheels, so uh, it's only three flavors of all of the nine flavors that I offer in different variations. Um, But this is a community that I'm interested in developing a relationship with. And it's been really fun to see how well it's selling. Uh, Even though it is artisanal, it's a high-end product. So it is retailing for $32.95. I wanted them to retail it for $33 because $33 is a number of love. But I guess in retail land, $32.95 is somehow a better number. Not in my world, but in their world. So um, anyway, I hope if you are in Southern California, you make it to your local Erwan and you experience the purity, the beauty, the authenticity, the cheesy, full-bodied, cheesy texture, tastes, and flavors of Shrimu, Do Life Not Cheese. And for everyone else, I have another really super exciting thing, and that is that we have created a... um, Alchemy of Taste, uh, which is basically a sampler pack. You can buy a three-wheel and taste all five flavors of the aged wheels from the Shrimu collection. This is a one-time gift box offered during the holidays. 
And it allows you to be able to either gift Shrimu or also really taste what is this cheese that I've been talking about and that you've been hearing about. So if you want to know more and you want to check out all the flavor profiles and experience the true transmission of Shrimu, Do Life Not Cheese, go to Shrimu.com, S-R-I-M-U.com. All right, let's get into the show. So adaptability, you know... I was reflecting on times in my life where I've gotten fixated on an outcome. And the main one that comes to light for me is pregnancy. So being a mother of four children, I went through the pregnancy and birth process four times in this lifetime. And one of the reflections that I had was the very first time that I became pregnant, I had about four days of really delicious food, like the most delicious meals I've ever eaten in my entire life. And then the fifth meal I got... Uh, very, very sick. So I had very severe morning sickness 24-7. I was even aware that I was sick as I was sleeping. Sometimes I would go into the movie theater and uh, take an empty bag with me uh, so that I could vomit into it. Um, sorry, but th- this is kind of what you know we deal with as mothers, right? And uh, the movie would provide me maybe a minute and a half where I could be distracted from this constant seasickness, morning sickness that I had. And when I first had it, I got in bed. I was like, oh, I am sick, so I am going to get in bed now and rest. And then I soon discovered that getting in bed did not do anything to make it go away. So it wasn't that I was going to rest and it was going to change. I had to adapt to this state of being that I found myself in, which was not very comfortable If any of you have ever been seasick, it is a very overwhelming feeling and not a pleasant one. And so I had to manage this feeling literally almost through the entire pregnancy. And uh, some of the tricks that I used was I would keep a lemon with me in my pocket. I would scratch the rind of it and smell that. Somehow that lemony smell would give me some relief. I tried ginger tablets. I tried chewing on ginger I tried many things, and and not that much worked for me, except I did um, find these seasick bands that would apply pressure on a certain point in my wrist, and that got me somewhat stabilized. I also um, had acupuncture treatments. When it was really just unbearable, I would go in and get relief for that hour and a half that I was on the table, which was really, really uh, a wonderful Um, service that my acupuncturist gave me. His name was Drew Francis, one of the sort of foundational acupuncturists in LA. And he has, has actually a practice on Sautel with his wife, Katisa. It's called the Golden Cabinet. So Drew really saved me during that time. And I'm so grateful for this alternative practice that gave me some very treasured moments of relief. So here we are post-election, you know, a lot of drama, a lot of unprecedented, crazy behavior happening on the planet for so long. And, you know, many of us are feeling a lot of feelings, feelings of fear, of uncertainty, of not knowing if we're going to live in a loving world, a caring world, a supporting world. And, um, you know, we're starting to see the covers pulled down on a lot of violence, 
a lot of corruption and a lot of things that go on in the systems of planet Earth that are not that high vibe, are they? <laughs> so, um, so here we are post-election, uh, many of us breathing a big sigh of relief, and also knowing that and feeling that the terrain is very uncertain. And the reason that I would offer that this is the case is that we are at this moment, like monumental uh, moment of planetary transformation. And so as I shared in my last podcast, The Power of Not Knowing, is that really this process is way beyond a political party, way beyond the structures and systems that have existed on planet Earth, many that have led us to the moments that we're facing right now, climate change, abuse of humanity, violence against humanity, wars, destruction, the agenda of big pharma, like, you know, the whole thing, like, you know, pick a subject and just go there. Um, and you will find a lot that is very, very troubling. However, the beauty about this moment is that if we remain asleep or in a slumber about what is, then we can't really affect lasting change or meaningful change or experience evolution or transformation in our own lives. And so once again, uh, we are given the opportunity during this time to return to the true heart resonance of each one of us, each life form created in perfection, no life form better or worse than any other. And we incarnated in this realm truly to evolve. You know, sometimes we're wondering why did we incarnate on a planet with so much violence and suffering and, and dark energy? And yet um, there is a perspective that the earth is the heart of the multiverse, that everything that we're doing here is affecting life in all realms, that in fact all eyes are upon us, that in fact we are in the coveted life forms, the seats, the VIP seats, because we have an opportunity to further our own evolution, which from my perspective and from the perspective, that is the reason we're incarnated here. Uh, we are not taking our credit scores with us. We are not taking our titles or our fame or our objects or our accumulation. We are taking the sum of what we were able to experience in this life. And also understanding that every single act that we engage in, we have to face that, digest that, take responsibility for that. You cannot run or hide from yourself. You cannot trick the universe. You can't lie to the universe. You can't lie to God. It's like it's known and every act will be balanced in the universal a field of, of energetic proportion or energetic life. So no one is getting away with anything. No one's getting away. And so as we find ourselves at this moment, I return to my great knowing and belief in human resilience and the fact that I know that humans are empathic. They are immensely loving, resilient, innovative, creative resourceful. And I think what is really exciting right now is we are on the cusp of the most profound adaptation, or I would say evolution, maybe in a more expansive term, of what we've ever known to be possible. 
And this is happening in the physical body. It's happening in the etheric body, in the emotional body, the mental body, the spiritual body, the monadic body, and goes from there and there. So it's happening uh, within, around, and throughout us in all aspects of what it means to be a spiritual being having a human experience. And so if we are alive right now, and if you're listening to this podcast, you are, and we're breathing and we feel the breath coming in and out, you know, I think it would be wise for us to remember that this is not going away because of an election. The transformation is happening regardless of anybody's ideas or preferences, And so as we embark on this evolutionary tide, this wave that is surging, I feel that adaptability, ingenuity, creativity is the frequency that we want to align with. So this is a moment of immense change. And if we can imagine that we are caterpillars on the verge of becoming butterflies, And if you are a caterpillar, you don't have the language of a butterfly. You actually don't even know what a butterfly feels like. But I feel that many of us, we're kind of in this cocoon and we're sort of in the jello stage. You know, we're in, we're in quarantine, we're in jello, we're being, you know, we're being reformed, reconfigured, reconstituted into whatever it means to be ready to be that butterfly. And so we can look at this within our life. We can look at what is it in our own space that we can clear, that we can um, care for and complete. Maybe there's a closet that you need to clean out. Maybe there's order that needs to come into your life. Maybe you have objects that it's time to bless them and pass them on to others. Maybe, uh, you know, and I talk about design in the space because I'm a designer, I'm an artist, and, you know, there is such a thing called feng shui. I've never really studied it, but I am into harmonious, uh, beautiful spaces. And, and this is an amazing time, actually, for me to share a little bit about um, the ne- an- another uh, sort of creative project that's come to light in the past months. And this is an offering uh, called Our Sacred Home. And it is a collection of home products and lifestyle experiences that I am creating along with my very dear friend and artistic soulmate, Brian O'Hara, who I've spoken about many times on the podcast, who did the branding for Shrimu. Um, he works in sacred coding, um, an individual who has read backwards and written backwards his entire life and probably experienced the world backwards. Uh, So he's had many years of holding on for dear life, um, trying to manage in his own way, and then came into this expression of fine art, uh, which they are, in fact, ideograms that are coded with sacred shakti that's actually communicating with us, like a modern hieroglyph. And it was quite interesting because we had a post-election celebration, and I had, you know, my family and a couple of our bubble extended family here, and we were all around a table laughing and drinking, and not that much drinking little wine, Uh, drinking, celebrating a little, eating some really great plant-based food. I made an amazing risotto with a shrimu 
Bertie, uh, half of a Shrimu Bertie wheel. I actually went to Erwan, bought my own cheese, bought a bottle of organic wine. It was so satisfying to open the cheese. It was so creamy, so amazing. I'm so happy with this beautiful cheese paper that we have for the retail um, products. Anyway, we're sitting there laughing, and all of a sudden I look over and I see Mel's dog, Pippet, who is one of my devoted students during my Water Tiger presentations. She is literally sitting in front of Brian's painting, fixated on it, not moving. And um, she returned back to it again and again and again. And it was really sort of a confirmation for me of what is going on in that piece. Like, what is the energetic? Because she saw living energy in it. I mean, I've never seen a dog walk into a room and sit down like she's in, you know, the uh, National Gallery. And just she was fixated with her with her nose gazing upwards, you know, and the painting was hug, hung above her. Quite amazing. Anyway, so space really matters. Everything really matters. And this is why I'm always talking about ritual and infusing meaning into what you do. Um, and this is the gift of, of this time. You know, when, when everything's seemingly going great, which in our society means money's flowing, um, there's no resistance, um, you can be in an illusion and sort of ignore or you don't really know what are the violences or atrocities that are happening because you've insulated yourself. It produces sort of a mediocre, uh, just okay way of life. And, you know, listen, uh, I'm a creature of comfort. We're all creatures of comfort. And when the constriction comes, the first response is fear or anger or resentment or wanting to avoid it or not wanting it. But we really transform the most in our moments of adversity. It's when that constriction comes, when we're forced to look at the dark within ourselves and within our communities and within our world, when we're really being called to task on who are we? Really, who are we in that moment? How are you being defined by that moment? And what choices are you making? And who are you going to be in the face of this adversity? Who are you going to become through this constriction or this alchemical process? When I went through a nine-year financial collapse, being the mother of four children and married, the friction was relentless. If I had known it was going to take nine years, I don't know if I would have stayed in a body, uh, literally. Uh, it was excruciating at times, and the alchemical process felt like sandpaper on my actual skin. I even wrote a line in a song, I'm Here Now, it's on my Mother of Mine album, that says, My Skin Bleeds. That's what I felt like. I was so raw and so exposed and just so tender. And I think that's what a lot of us are feeling right now. And this is part of becoming. It's part of what allows us to really retrieve, remember, recollect, resurrect, and find what it is that is our divine essence, like the pure truth of who we are. And I know how that feels. And we so need self-care right now. We need to be loving to ourselves, kind to ourselves. And if we can be loving and kind to ourselves, then we can be loving and kind to others, to our loved ones, to strangers, to people who voted for different candidates, for people with different perspectives. 
Beneath it all, we are love. That is who we are. And if you've ever had adversity with anybody in your life and then experienced their passing, you will understand and know that the things that you remember is just the love. You just remember the love. All the drama, all the constriction, all the fighting, all the adversity, it's not there anymore because it's not real. The only thing that is real is love. So how do we be love? How do we exist in a state of being that is radiating love? And I have to go back to the purity of innocence. Finding and reconnecting that which you loved as a child before you became disconnected from who you are. Whatever it is, spend time in your life doing that thing. I shared recently that mine, I had become disconnected with how much I love dogs. I could just sit nose to nose with a wet dog nose. It gives me spontaneous joy. And that is a worthy act. That is a worthy use of my energy because it cultivates this purity within my soul. And on my recent trip, I just returned from Shasta, from Mount Shasta. I actually journeyed um, to join a ritual with 20 other individuals and a, a beautiful healer and guardian of the earth named Tantra Mat, who's 74 years old. And along with the uh, permission of a Lakota Sioux elder, we placed and created a Dominurian spiral uh, where we place over, I think, 660 stones. Every single person touched every rock. And we placed a spiral on Election Day, connecting with spirals all over the world, including three at the spiritual community of Dominher, including the first ever placed spiral at Dominher, which would have been over 46 years ago. So we connected with like-minded people in Bulgaria, Hungary, uh, Iceland, Norway, Germany, Japan, Colorado, Croatia, uh, to name a few. And we were able to create this beautiful spiritual energy of anchoring a higher vibrating, rising experience for humanity on planet Earth. There was no, no place else I wanted to be on Election Day but on that mountain. And when I received the message that I was going to go, which was all very sudden and very spontaneous, I knew instantly I was going to be taking my dogs. And my dogs are big. One's a Great Pyrenees and one's a Great Pyrenees um, retriever mix. And they're smelly and hairy and big and all of that. And so we have three acres and they run free here. And I don't often take them off land. And here I was, I took them, I knew I, knew I had to take them. Um, and it was kind of a, a beautiful thing to have them that close to me for the trip and just remember how much I love the love of a dog. <laughs> just, just love it. And then uh, we went into the forest where I grew up as a young child playing in the forest. I didn't have toys or plastic. And we were sitting in the midst of all these elder trees drinking tea with my partner and, and soulmate Mel Nahas of Conscious City Guide. It was lovely. It was a lovely experience. And uh, we hiked in the mountains with the dogs and 
really, really a true homecoming and a beautiful, beautiful feeling. Um, So we need to cultivate what felt good as a child. And we need to ignite and call in all the creativity that is our divine birthright to believe and know that every time we choose love, we will be provided the messages, the solutions, the abilities to know where to step. And my technique in the Water Tiger community this month is actually going to be on this adaptation. And it's set to, you know, a stream moving water and being able to step on the stones as you gently cross the stream or the river. And also adding that when you are in this alignment of being creatively aligned, of understanding who you are, of honoring yourself with self-care, of committing your energy to everything matters, doing everything in this devotion, in this alignment of who you are, you are naturally led where you need to go. You will be naturally drawn to the places that are safe for you. You will be naturally alerted when it is an alignment for you to travel, when it is an alignment for you to stay. Um, And this is a language of the body. It's a feeling tone, a communication that comes in through the body. And the body tells you if it's safe, if it's open, if it's a time to dance and play, if it's a time to rest. And the more we can become merged and integrated with our body, the clearer this voice is. And literally, these miraculous happenings, they appear as if the wind blew across your cheek. It is not dramatic. It is just natural. So you were just naturally led out of danger. And it's not really dramatic. One time I was driving on the highway and I entered into uh, this meditative state, uh, some cars started to spin out in front of me and instantly a field of protection was around me and my blood pressure did not raise. I did not, I was not in fear. I knew exactly where to direct the car and how to steer myself out of harm's way, which actually helped the other individuals as well because they didn't crash into anything. And It was not really dramatic. Afterwards, the mind thinks, oh, I could have died. Oh, that could have been, you know, a very, very severe collision. But actually, the truth is, is nothing happened. Nothing happened. So all this fear of the future or grasping onto these dramatic scenarios, nothing happened in that moment. In that moment, I was clearly guided. And this is what is available to us as we reconnect to the truth of who we are. I can't promise you that there is not going to be, you know, unrest or danger or wars or trauma. I can't promise you that. I, you know, we are in this realm of polarity. But what I can tell you from my own experience is if you commit to serving your most heroic probability by means of dedicating yourself to become integrated and aligned with the truth of who you are, your most authentic blueprint. You will be guided, you will be led, and you will be held in the grace of Divine Mother, of the Great Mother, of the Force, of the Universe, whatever you want to call it. And so um, until next time, 
I'm sending you so much love and grace. May grace and beauty surround us all. May we be exalted in the truth of who we are. And may we remember the divine privilege to be incarnated and alive on planet Earth right now. I want you to know that even if no one else believes in you, I believe in you to find your way into living your most authentic, inspired, divine, loving truth. How could it be otherwise? You are a divine emanation of consciousness. So thanks for listening. Thanks for joining. And if you'd like more support along this journey, please join me in my Water Tiger community. It is a path to no path, a way to no way. I take no responsibility for your life journey. I have my own life journey that I am taking responsibility for. But what I am doing is sharing techniques, tools, and perspectives to really assist you to remember who you are and align with your true, authentic, organic, divine blueprint. You are the one you've been waiting for. And this is free of isms, gurus, any lineage, you are a free and sovereign being. If you want to know more, check out watertiger at juliepyatt.com. It's just $33 a month, and you gain access to an entire catalog of transformational tools. All right, lovelies. Have a beautiful week. Namaste. Namaste.